Cortez, you've made it to the Why the F Not podcast. This is episode 67, and today we got the girl from Pasadena. If you haven't heard her little song on TikTok, go check it out. It's real good. Name's Summer Woods. Uh, Summer Woods has the latest hit, uh, Pasadena, man. It makes you fall in love with Pasadena just a little bit more. You know, just just, uh, just, just lovely girls in Pasadena. You know, Blast from the Past. Did you ever see that movie, Blast from the Past? Brendan Fraser, go treat yourself. Treat yourself, go watch it. Uh, that's after you listen to this podcast. Treat yourself with this podcast, and then go watch Blast from the Past. I just finished my coffee, can you tell? I'm a little wired. Uh, but yeah, enjoy, y'all. Uh, enjoy my conversation with Summer Wood. She uh, lets us in into into uh, how her mind as a musician, how it works, uh, what inspires her. You know, goes from cartoons to to video games, man. Uh, so yeah, enjoy. This is the Why the F Not podcast with Summer Woods. Right, while uh, the artist, the guest artist, gets ready, y'all, uh, we got we got we got a different kind of beginning for this episode. I'm really stoked about this, um, ladies and gents, and everyone in between. Uh, I'd like to present to you the first musical performance for the Why the F Not podcast. We have Summer Woods. Believe me, even if this made any sense, it'd be crazy. Cause in my head, I call you baby, even though I'm not supposed to. Yeah, I'm falling. I like the offbeat way that you move. Cause you're like a symphony played on a kazoo. And I can't explain why I wanna know you. By heart, darling. I'm singing all the wrong words to the love songs. I don't even know how they're supposed to go anymore. Anymore. It sounds a little wrong, sounds kinda funny. But I don't know what I ever sang them the right way for. When I fall, I fall Face first on the pavement My bones are breaking When I fall, I fall Straight down, head over toes Out the 16th story window Every time you make me smile I fall, I fall For you I do I do I do. Lately, I've had a hole in my chest, fill it up with the scribbles of stuff you've said and your colors, cause they always remind me. The world ain't all shady, I see adventures and all your smiles just pull my arm, take me along for the ride, introduce me to that person inside me. I missed her daily, singing all the wrong words to the love songs, I don't even know how they're supposed to go anymore. Sounds kind of funny, but I don't know what I ever sang I'm the right way for. Oh, can you see what I'm trying to say, darling? I, when I fall, I fall. Face first on the pavement. My bones are breaking. When I fall, I fall. Straight down, head over toes. Out the 16th story window. I stumble like a fool. 
first on the pavement My bones are breaking When I fall, I fall Straight down, head over toes Out the 16th story window Every time you make me Fall, I fall Face first on the pavement My bones are breaking Well, welcome, welcome, Summer. I'm so happy you you agreed to come on to the show. Uh, how you doing today? How you feeling? I'm feeling uh, pretty good. Very sweaty, but very good. <laughs> right. I'm out. I'm out here. Um, we are painting a backdrop for a music video today. No way. So right now we're painting a backdrop for for my new single called "When I Fall," which you just heard. Um, and it's gonna be. It's gonna. It's hard to explain, but it's going to look like I'm skydiving. So the sky is going to be behind me. And so I'm, today we're going to be painting the, the blue sky and clouds and stuff. And uh, it's going to be wild. That's so sick. Did you come up with the concept yourself for the music video? It was on me. Sick. All right. Right mm-hmm. on. Right on. Well, let's mm-hmm. see. Let's, I would love to start the conversation off. Let's see. Let's start it off. Summer Woods, where, when did you pick up a guitar? When did that all start for you? Man, uh, when I first picked up a guitar, I must have been like eight years old or something. But by that time, I still wanted to be a cartoonist. So it's just kind of like, uh, oh, this is kind of cool. But, you know, I never really did anything with it. And then for some reason in high school, I was just really obsessed with the musician Beck. And uh, <laughs> and that made me want to like really pick up a guitar for real. So when I was about 15, I started uh, really really getting into that and that was 10 years ago now since i just turned 25 right on on. well damn well the first time i discovered you was on tiktok and that pasadena song yo that song is just money as as just a a socal kid who has friends in pasadena you made me Uh want to go to pasadena oh damn (laughs) that's that's the highest praise that i can be given that was my goal yeah, like it made me think of you ever uh, you ever see the movie um, Blast from the Past with uh, with Brendan Fraser? I haven't. Yo, him, Brendan. It's Brendan Fra- Fraser and Alicia Silverstone, I believe. And uh-huh. Brendan Fraser's character, he, uh, him, and his parents. His, his dad's like a, he works for NASA or something in the government. He's like some engineer, and he's like mm-hmm. super aware and scared of you know a nuke going off. So he builds this underground bunker. And mm-hmm. that's where he, him and his family live when like a space, some sort of car or like something crashes onto their house. They think it's the end of the world. So they hide there for like over 20 years. All mm-hmm. that to say, Brendan Fraser has to get out of this house, right? Out of this underground bunker, go into this new post-apocalyptic reality. But it's not. It's just the 90s. Uh-huh. <laughs> the end of the world didn't happen. It's just welcome to the 90s, y'all. And Brendan uh-huh. Fraser is going to go out there and he wants to find a girl, right, to fall in love with. And his mom goes, oh, make sure she's from Pasadena. They're lovely there. So that's <laughs> that's perfect. I should, like, edit that into a meme somehow. Like, make sure you listen to Pasadena because it's good. <laughs> you totally should. Oh, my God. You totally should. Now, Pasadena, Pasadena has two things now that's uh, that's keeping it, you know, hyped up right now. They got your song and that one reference from Blast from the Past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the two the two greatest pieces of art 
ever created my song and that one reference from Blast in the Past. I mean, is the city of Pasadena giving you residual, like any like tax residuals, you know, people are coming to visit more, tourism? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. I, I was in the, uh, I was in Pasadena Weekly, so that's good. But oh, uh, no one has ever contacted me with uh, money. <laughs> They're like, hey, thanks. The tourism has gone up since your song debuted. People are just coming to Pasadena just to go check out the sites, just like the regular buildings. They're a fan. <laughs> yeah. People, I got a random comment saying, like, why did you mention Fair Oaks? Like, that street sucks or something. And I was like, what? Like, it's just a random street. But, I mean, if the street does suck and it's not getting a lot of tourism, you know, it could increase tourism for just the one street. You know, you never know. Yeah, but <laughs> funny, interesting. There's like, there's like, uh, it's spicy. It's like a little like, like, fuck that street, man. That street sucks. Yeah. It's like, oh, controversy. <laughs> yeah, I don't even get it because it basically looks like every other street in Pasadena. It's like, I don't, I don't really get it. So, so haters will find a way to hate whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever happens. God, that's true. That's true. So mm -hmm. Pasadena, are you like you went to school in Pasadena? That's what I gathered from your TikTok. Yes, you went to school there. Mm -hmm. Yep, on Fair Oaks, which is why I mentioned that street. Um, there's a wonderful school called Los Angeles College of Music, which is not in Los Angeles, but it's in Pasadena, and um, that's where I went for four years. I lived there for around a year, and uh, just a lot of firsts happened there because obviously when you're in college, you know, things happen. You try new things. You find love, you lose love, you know? Mm. And, like, yeah, basically all my firsts happened so at some point in Pasadena. College, man. Mm-hmm. So, your music, you said you've been doing it since you you picked it up when you were eight, right? You ate, right? You said eight? Yeah, by that time I was mostly playing piano. I was kind of, like, I was really into video games. I mean, I still am. And I would, like, to pick out little songs from video games and... That was mainly all I was doing, but I really wanted to draw. Like I wanted to do visual art, and um, I'm I'm decent at it. I'm not the best at it, but then when I finally like picked up a guitar, I was like, oh, I think I'm gonna do this. <laughs> Dope. Wait, you said video games. That's a fun tangent for me. What video games? Oh are you yeah. Into? Mm -hmm. What are you into? Um, at the time, actually, not much has changed. I don't know what I'm saying, but at the time, I was really into Animal Crossing, and I still am. And I would like to pick out the songs from Animal Crossing. That's one of my favorite games. My other favorite game is Undertale. I've written a song about Animal Crossing. I've written songs about Undertale. I've written... Actually, my first one of my first songs ever was inspired by Portal. Because um, really? I was really into Portal and Portal 2 are like some of my favorite games ever. I'm, I'm replaying them again now that they're on the Switch. Um, they're on the Switch? It's really bad. You don't want to hear it, but... It's, wait, wait, <laughs> but, wait. Um, time out, Summer Woods. They're on the Switch? I didn't know Portal was on the Switch now. Yeah, apparently, like, I think it was, like, last month, they just they just started selling it on the eShop, and I was like, oh, I'm getting that. Wait, oh, so what's your what's your Portal song about? Because first off, Portal, like, if, for those that don't know, is a deceptively intriguing game where you think, what what puzzle game? What's this? And the, the amount of heart in this game mm -hmm. and then what's her face's song is that is it, is it at the end of the first game that you have what's her face's birthday song or the cake song uh-huh and well there's two songs for the sequel and the original game but the first one is called still alive mm. and she's singing to you about you know how even though you killed her she's like by the way i'm still alive you know and you can have some cake if you want <laughs> so what's your portal song about um I don't know if I should say, I mean, anyone who hasn't played Portal 2, I highly recommend you 
listen, play the game first before you hear these spoilers. But um, I, I guess I won't spoil it. But there's like a character who I kind of thought was redeemable, and I was like, you know, if you if I were to ever see you again, I would forgive you or something like that. And some people would argue this character is not redeemable. Some would argue that they are. So I don't know. I kind of feel like they're not redeemable. So <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that song. I just really like the character a lot. If you want me to say spoilers, I mean, it's your podcast, but. Well, I mean, if whoever's listening to this and hasn't played Portal yet, you know, like, first mm-hmm. off, stop the podcast right now. Go play Portal <laughs> just go 1 play. and 2 and then come back to this moment in the podcast but because mm-hmm. i was gonna guess though is this is the character you based the song off of are they a living character organic living character or are they non-organic non-organic oh is it the little is it the other little robot who you think is your friend yes <laughs> you felt emotionally just taken advantage i was only like yeah because i i kind of figured that he was led astray by circumstances you know un uncontrollable to him and i was like well maybe you know if he came back and things were different than you know it was called i will catch you because like he's like (laughs) okay spoilers but he's floating out in space and if he were to Mm -hmm. fall back to the earth i was like well you know i would catch you and i would be your friend Oh, shut up. That's dope. Wait, that's so cool. Yeah, because for those that don't know, Portal 2 has one of the craziest endings of a video game where you try to escape and and your character looks up into the sky and sees Mm -hmm. the moon and just goes, hmm, maybe I can shoot the moon with my portal gun. And then that makes me think, is the white stuff that the portal gun can make portals onto, is that made out of moon dust? I believe so, because Cave Johnson at some point mentions that there's, like, too much moon dust in the laboratory, and that's why he's getting sick. He's getting, like, he starts coughing and dying. I think it was because of the moon rocks used to make that white gel that you can shoot on walls. And then also in, in Portal, wasn't J.K. Simmons a voice actor in that game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the character. The guy who's, like, Top hacking notch. and coughing because of the lunar dust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a top-notch game. Top-notch. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Animal Crossing. That was like me and my girlfriend's like safe haven when COVID first hit. Absolutely. I, I, I wrote another song called Cherry Trees, which none of these songs are like officially released yet. But Cherry Trees, I actually think is a pretty good song. And uh, it's about – it's literally about that. It's about finding solace in Animal Crossing during 2020 because that's when I wrote it. I mean, it's kind of vague. It's not like saying, I like to play video games and press the buttons when because of COVID. But it's like, it's kind of like your friends can help you through dark times. And by the friends, I mean the animals that live in the town with you. Your villagers. (laughs) Villagers, exactly. I feel like that that would make the song better, though. Like if you bury the lead, you know what I mean? Like if you're not so upfront about what it's about, but then you just put references and seeds and ideas that Mm -hmm. people start connecting and they're like, wait. Is she singing about Animal Crossing right now? Uh-huh. That that actually did happen to me. I was at a gig and I was playing Cherry Trees and then some guy came up to me and he was like, is that song about Animal Crossing? And I was like, yes, it is. So what's holding you back from from releasing those songs, like the, those video game based songs? Just time. I mean, because I already, I already wrote a song about Undertale and that one is released. Uh, it's called Golden Flowers. But um, I definitely want to release Cherry Trees in the future. It's just like, trying to be strategic with timing because like i want to put all my energy into this one single and then like a month or two later let's put all of our energy into this single because that's kind of how 
you know, I, I worked with Pasadena. I was just like, let's just put everything into Pasadena right now and not focus on any of my other songs. So I got a list going. It's probably going to be like months before Cherry Trees officially comes out, but it's it's on the way. I mean, that's pretty dope to hear, like to come out of a musician, right? Like to say that there's just so many ideas. It's hard to it's hard to just focus on one. For sure. Yeah, I heard I heard Prince like like after he died, there was like word that there was like a vault full of unreleased music. And it's like, what? Excuse me? Not good enough for Prince. Like, I would love to hear that. Whatever it was. Like, you imagine just like random, random little jams he just wrote. He's like, oh, no, I used to play Sonic the Hedgehog. So I just wrote this song because of Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully I don't, you know get into drugs and and uh die early before all my great video game songs can come out hey i hope you know hopefully you don't hopefully you don't please don't you know don't mm-hmm. do that i want to be here you know on the podcast being like well shit another artist for sure, for sure. but if you do when do we're it, both like, like in our 90s i'll still be jamming to animal crossing <laughs> yeah to animal crossing so uh so that's rad okay okay you ever think of like because you say you want to be a cartoonist, but then you're a musician, and then like you love video games. Would you ever mm-hmm. write music for video games? Absolutely. Yeah, if, if I ever get the opportunity, that would be great. Some of my favorite like compositions ever are from video games. Like people think, oh, video game music, whatever. But if if you have ever like played more modern games, you know that like video game music is incredible. Mm-hmm. I love like Mario Galaxy music. I love the Undertale music. I love. You know, all kinds of stuff is it's incredible. I would love to have the opportunity to compose for something like that. Yeah, like the Mario Kart music alone. Alone. Yeah. Like it sounds yeah. like simple MIDI music, like someone just made it with MIDI tracks or whatever and just like plucked it out. But even uh-huh. still, it sounds uh-huh. like um like those trumpets. Hey, I know they may not be actual trumpets, they might just be synthesized trumpets, but this sounds like money, dude. It is, yeah. I was like the first time I heard um Aliens Ate My Buick by Thomas Dolby, what? which is a crazy album. Um, a lot of Thomas Dolby music sounds like Animal Crossing. I mean, uh, it sounds like Mario Kart music. When I was hearing it, I was like, this sounds like they totally took inspiration from this. And like something you would not expect at all. But it just sounds like this funky, crazy alternative music from the 80s. Wait, who's the artist? Thomas Dolby. Thomas? Like, I think in particular, like his songs like Hot Sauce and aliens ate my buick or not aliens ate my buick what's it called keys there ferrari stuff like that like i was listening to that and i was like this sounds a lot like mario kart what wait hold up tom i'm gonna play it on through the mic so you can hear it because i'm always in search for new artists to listen to yeah i think it was mainly hot sauce yeah i recommend the whole album but just in particular hot sauce reminded me of of mario kart Hot Sauce, the album. Aliens ate my butt, my Buick. Mm-hmm. Actually, probably more Air- Airhead really reminds me of um of Mario Kart too. Okay, let's see. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's like a vibe that you get from the oh, shit, like the horns and just the keyboards. Sorry, Milo. My dog got scared. He's deaf, but he felt the vibration. He's like, "What is that, Dad?" Oh no. Okay, disconnected from that. Let me see. I'm gonna play a little Thomas Dolby. Let's see. Yeah, I would. I would play Airhead. Oh, oh. 
Oh, oh. Okay. Oh. Mmm. I don't actually hear it, but I'm assuming it's funky. Oh, God. I, I guess I have my MC. Oh, Lord. Oh, it's funky. Oh, it's funky. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's giving me like Sega, like freaking, what's his, what was, what was it? Toe Jam and Earl. I don't know if you know that game. Like Toe I heard of it. I don't think I've ever played it though. That, that's got some, that reminds you of Toe Jam and Earl. That just, that. Hold up. Mm-hmm. I can't. Let me get these settings here. Hold the, hold the, hold the, hold the B. Let me see. There you go. Get, get that out of here. Auto, auto stuff. Hold up. How's that? You see anything now? Nah, I don't hear it. Lord, this like Discord sound suppression is too good sometimes. Yeah. It's too good. I turned it off yeah. and it's still like, no, Steven. Well, the audience heard a little bit of it and I can't play too much or else I'll get like, you know, copyrighted or something. But it's just enough. It's yeah. just enough. It's not my music. It's Thomas Dolby. Go face. check him out. Mm-hmm. Damn. So, okay. Okay. Let's see. Let's dig deeper. A cartoonist. Mm-hmm. So what? In, who inspired you? Like, was it a show? Was it a comic? A, what cartoon inspired you to want to draw and pick up a pencil? I like how this is easier to explain than my musical influence. Um, I can easily see like where I wanted to be a cartoonist because I was like obsessed with SpongeBob. I was obsessed with. <laughs> um, you remember that cartoon Squirrel Boy? Squirrel Boy. Yeah, it was like. What? Right around like 2008 or something, I was like really into that. I was really into Chowder. I was really into, yeah, all kinds of those cartoons that were out at the time, like Fairly Odd Parents, Jimmy Neutron, all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. Oh, oh, Squirrel Boy. It's You just unlocked a new memory in my head. I did. <laughs> Unlock nostalgia. Yeah. Dig it, okay. Like, I was a weird kid. Like, I used to be in love with Spongebob. Like, literally my first crush was Spongebob. And and all of my imaginary friends were these squirrel characters <laughs> when I was in, like, first grade. And so, uh, that was the, uh, basically the catalyst for all this, all my weirdness. Yo, I mean, that makes sense because squirrels are pretty phenomenal. Did, I, I don't know if this is like an official scientific fact, but I've always considered squirrels to be the models of the animal kingdom. You know, they're like, like they're beautiful. They're beautiful, but also they pose. You ever see a squirrel running and then you make noise and they're just like, scurry, 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 what? Yeah. <laughs> scurry, and scurry, they scurry, somehow what? like they have their tail in like a perfect angle and they do it. They're like, what? What? They're like, yeah. Do you have food? <laughs> No? Uh-huh. Down low? Yeah, they're adorable. I wish they, like, care. Like, I wish when you go up to them in the wild, they'd be, like, cool with you, but they always just, like, leave immediately. I mean, if you're ever in the Northridge area, uh, here in the valley, because I went to Cal State mm. Northridge, yo, that school is filled with squirrels. Filled. And yeah. those squirrels, they're bold. They've gotten really comfortable with the people at CSUN. So they will mm. straight up, if you're not paying attention and you got your Burger King fries on top of like the table, you're just sitting outside, they will just walk up, take it, and they won't even leave. They'll eat it at the table and sit down. <laughs> wow, that's bold. Fucking squirrels, man. They're beautiful, but they're bold at CSUN. And they're, oh, and then it's really adorable when you see like a, a pregnant squirrel and she's just laying out in the middle of the walkway, just soaking up the sun. You ever catch one of those? I don't believe I have. I might have seen one in a video. Like, I've seen some... My dad watches all kinds of vlogs and stuff. I must, I must have seen something like that in a nature vlog. 
Right on. All uh-huh. right, so you said you said your musical inspirations would be a little harder to pinpoint. So what 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 is your musical inspiration? Um, I think I basically all started with Beck. I was like, I get celebrity crushes all the time, so that was one of my like first big celebrity crushes. I was like crazy about Beck. I would write songs about him and try to sound like him, but it always ended up sounding like something not even close to him. So, and then. I was really into like all kinds of like random bands. Another one of my biggest influences is Ween. Um, I'm really into They Might Be Giants now. I'm really into Primus. I'm really into. Uh, I was really into the presence of the United States of America. All those kinds of like slightly off kilter bands. I was like so into that, and then I would write my own music, and it doesn't exactly end up sounding exactly the same, but it's inspired by the spirit i guess of bands like that yeah because mm-hmm. it's interesting because you said you said you picked up the guitar at eight right mm-hmm. yeah but what but did you pick up a guitar because you liked back but or did you like what because when you're eight years old i'm imagining like i'm sure some kids have like you know they like a song here and there but i don't know how many kids are like i love back or i love this group like, was uh-huh. it a musician or a certain song that made you want to pick up a guitar? Or was it just you wanting to pick up the guitar and play? It was really my mom because she had a guitar and she was like, hey, I'm going to show you how to play E minor. And I was like, okay. So she just showed me how to do that. And then I was like, eh, this is kind of cool, but I don't really know how to do this. So I just never picked it up for the next few years. Right on. Is, yeah. is, uh, is your mom a musician as well? No, which is the weird part. My dad my dad played in a cover band. He was a keyboardist in a cover band for like, I think it was about 10 years. So he is a musician, but my mom is not. She just had a guitar like for fun and she was like, hey, here's a guitar. And, I, and then somehow her like vague hobby turned into my whole life. So, so yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That must have been rant. So what was, what was learning guitar like for you? Was, did you take like the, the, the traditional route? Did you just learn scales or were you going off tabs? No, I just, I don't, it's all kind of a blur because, you know, like when you, when you get like really obsessed with something, you just have to do it. And I was like so obsessed with Beck and I wanted to learn all his songs that I just somehow like through YouTube and learning by ear, I just persevered so hard that the song somehow just happened on the guitar. You know, I never had any like formal training until college and I'm not really a big like solo person. So I never did like scales or or tabs and stuff like that. I just kind of like was like, okay, this sounds like G, so I'll just play a G. So what what was school like for you then? Like when you when you entered college and like not having that formal background, just almost self taught, right? It sounds like you were really mm-hmm. self taught. Was there a learning mm-hmm. curve once you got into school and started really studying music? For sure, yeah. Because Pasadena, in in my song Pasadena, the the reason I'm crying at the station is because, um. I kind of because I have a couple of like behind the scenes stories about that song. But one of the reasons why I was crying was because I didn't pass the um, music. I didn't I wasn't able to test out of music theory, Mm. even though I like understood music theory. And like, I totally get that. Oh, G is the fifth of C and blah, blah, blah. But they had something written out like figured bass and like really complicated like notations that I that I didn't know anything about so I was like simultaneously feeling smart and really dumb at the same time because like I know what this is I just don't know how to notate it right so yeah there was a bit of a learning curve especially in the theory classes learning how to say things right you know Mm. 
Yeah, were they giving you that? Because I, I studied music in college too. So like, oh, really? so so for theory, were they just giving you that that basic rundown of just like voice leading and was it all SAT beast form and shit? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not good with sheet music still. Like, I'm just learning by ear. Just like for some reason comes naturally, but um, yeah, learning sheet music was just really hard for some reason. I mean, when people say that. I like to remember about Pavarotti. Do you know who Pavarotti was? Uh, opera singer, right? One of the biggest yeah. tenors, like like one of the big three tenors of history. You know, like he was one of the greats. Fun mm-hmm. fact about Pavarotti: did not read a lick of music. Wow, didn't read it. Yeah, that that seems because like in that profession, you'd think you would have to, but I guess not. I mean, when you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like if 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 all music, if all, if all music theory that was written down on paper was destroyed and all you yeah. had was instruments, mm-hmm. humans could figure it out still. Like someone yeah. who never touched a guitar before doesn't have sheet music. You give them mm-hmm. a guitar, give them time. Yeah. You can just pick through something. You can just listen to it. It takes time and patience. Theory just like music theory and all that stuff, it gives you a good base and a good understanding, yes. right? But mm-hmm. music's such a a universal language, right? That you can just, you can understand it even without being able to read it, you know? It's weird. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, I uh, I don't know why. It's just, uh, you got to have the feel, because obviously music is like a, a aural medium. Is that the right word? And, like, you're not going to get how to, like, do a feel unless you hear it. Like, you can see it written down, like, on a sheet music. But, like, unless you hear it, you're not going to, like, really understand, like, what the feel is or what the feeling is, you know? Yeah. Because I, I can understand when, like, there's composers out there, like, like who, like, Stephen Sondheim. He's a musical theater composer, right? But, like, mm-hmm. this guy knows music so well that he can write emotion on paper. So that's a thing. Sure, you can do yeah. that. But it's not a necessary item to do so, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would love to be able to do it more fluidly just so I could write, like, better charts and, and you know, maybe compose something more complicated. But, you know, for what I do, it's not really that necessary. Mm. I mean, from from my experience with music th- music theory, because I failed my first semester of music theory. Shit's hard. Oh, really? It's yeah, so hard. yeah. Like I just like all the jazz majors were like, "Oh, I get this, I get this," and I'm like, "Fuck you, you're brilliant, cool, great." <laughs> yeah, because it just comes easier to certain people. It's like I have a feeling that it's somehow ingrained, you know, because like certain stuff, like math and for some reason directions like i never know where i am in a town and it's like no matter how many times people tell me like this is north this is south or or this is how you make a percentage like stuff like that it just doesn't get through to my head but for some reason music it's just like oh yeah it's obviously this i don't know i think it's just hardwired in my brain i mean like they say right different strokes for different folks you know we're not all built the same Mm -hmm. What what a boring world if we were for sure and get your song you know like come on you didn't need to read music or whatever to write pasadena you know yeah yeah Yeah, just came to my brain by the way uh i should probably get back to painting at some point soon but we got we still got some time but um oh dope yeah maybe within like 
five ten minutes or something like that. Oh shit! Let's get to the end then. Let's get to the, let's get to the questions then. Let's get to the questions. Okay, let's see. Give me a second, please. And these are gonna be ten questions. Uh, they're gonna be. They are from the Inside the Actor Studio. Have you ever heard of Inside the Actor Studio? Oh wow! I think so. I think I saw that um skit on SNL based on that. <laughs> I haven't actually seen the real thing, but I've seen the skit. <laughs> Well, perfect. You have the reference at least. Perfect. Well, yeah. Inside the actor studio, James Lipton would ask 10 questions to a performer at the end of their interview. 10 deceptively simple questions that are very insightful at the same time. So mm. we'll try to get th through this as quickly as we can. No, I know you got to go. So thank you so much. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. I am fully prepared. <laughs> First question is, what is your favorite word? Um, I feel like I have two answers for this. I, I, I want to say mellifluous. I've always liked that word because it just flows off the tongue nicely and it has a nice meaning. Um, so I think I would, I think I would go with mellifluous, but for a, for a while, my favorite word was happy because I just liked how it sounded. It's like, it's like a simple word also with a simple meaning, but I don't know. Mellifluous is probably still my number one because it's like extra cool cool right thank you mm -hmm. next question what is your least favorite word <laughs> uh man i kind of want to say i don't know how nsfw your podcast gets but i kind of want to say the word horny because yeah, i yeah. think <laughs> i hate that word because it also has like a pleasant meaning you know depending on the context but i hate the word because it makes me think of like toads <laughs> it makes me think of like horny toads and ugly ugly frogs with like gross skin and it's like i don't know why we use that word for that feeling but i hate that word right. more than moist you know a lot of people hate that word moist but i think horny sounds more moist than moist Ooh. <laughs> I a couple people cringe right now how many times you said moist <laughs> mm -hmm. Dig it. All right, next question. What turns you on? What makes you happy? Uh, <laughs> are those two different questions or like the same I, I, kind of question? They're the same question. I, I asked the second question just so that people don't misunderstand the original. Because the original question is what turns you on? But that mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean what turns you on. Like people automatically think sexually. No, no, no. What turns you mm -hmm. on? Is it one? What makes you? What lifts you up? You know? What makes you brighten up? I want to just say, like art in general. I'm sure that's kind of a basic answer because that's like basically everyone's answer. But I I was at an art show yesterday and it was just like so moving. Like I felt myself like crying like ten times, and uh, I feel like it was needed. It's almost like giving your brain a shower. You know, yeah. whether it's you know, because that was visual art and I was looking at paintings and stuff, but also music, just listening to new albums I've never heard before or albums that give me nostalgia, performing them on stage. Like art is what I live for, basically. So, yeah, I would just say art in general. Right on. Mm -hmm. Next question. What turns you off? <sighs> Math. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand anything about math. Uh, and also just, I guess, general negativity. 
people who are too like down on stuff like i don't know i know i know i know some people who just put down stuff who you know way too liberally like oh that this sucks this sucks this sucks this sucks this sucks and it's like you know at some point you have to find beauty in in stuff so yeah math and negativity <laughs> although math sucks so i guess i'm being a hypocrite <laughs> nice nice next question what sound or noise do you love hmm um man that's hard i want to say the uh I have this like white noise app on my phone that I listen to like when I'm going to sleep and it helps me relax. I really like the sound of falling snow because it's kind of it's ironic because I live in California and I've never heard falling snow ever in real life. But I really like the sound of it, how it's kind of relaxing and yet crunchy. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Next question. What sound or noise do you hate? Yelling basically any kind of yelling um just like annoyed yelling hateful yelling it all just like immediately gives me anxiety so yeah i hate that right on. unless it's like fun yelling if you're at a concert or whatever you just you know having fun but like any kind of like oh my god it just gives me so much anxiety if it's in, in a negative context right on mm -hmm. next question what is your favorite curse word? Oh, man. This one's fun. I really like, uh, man. I guess I just got to go with the basic bitch answer. <laughs> it's probably fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's just too good. It's like, you know, vanilla ice cream, but it's like, man, vanilla ice cream's good, you know? <laughs> It works in like every context, positive, negative. It's 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 a utility word. Dig it, utility word. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Next question. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um I would really love to, to act. I I'm trying to I think I already got the role, but nothing's really happened yet. I got a voice acting role recently. I don't want to like, you know, jinx it by saying like, it'll be out this year or anything, but it's, it's for a Deltarune project. Um, I believe it's a fan game for Deltarune, which is like the sequel to Undertale for people who don't know. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So I'll be doing the voice of Susie. <laughs> and I've never, I've never done that before. But if I could be a full-time like actress, that would be that would be fabulous. But this is my first like dipping my finger into that. Congratulations! Thank you for sharing. Thank you. That. How and I'll definitely like post about it when it's ready. So I have no idea when that will be because it's not my project. But yeah, eagerly waiting. How cool! Right on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Next question. What profession would you not like to do? Oh my god, any anything dealing with like customer problems that aren't like in an easy layout. Like I used to work at Subway and people would be like I don't know, like people would always give me problems where I'd have to be like I so I don't know, let me call my manager or something and then 
the manager wouldn't pick up and I wouldn't know how to deal with that. It's like anything dealing with customers, basically. I would rather do manual labor, you know? Yeah, dig it. Right on. <laughs> Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I don't know why, but I'm just picturing him giving me a fist bump and just being like, right on. Like you just did. <laughs> right on. Right on. <laughs> oh, it's fucking rad. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we did it, Summer. We did it. We got to the end of the podcast. You did the questions. Cool little interview. Now this is your time. Please, this is coming out today, uh, the 19th of August. So please let the folks know what they can catch coming up soon. Anything else to check out? This the time is yours right now. All right, awesome. So uh I got two two kind of big things to announce. Uh the first thing is is a less it's kind of a little bit off the beaten path, but recently uh Dan Povenmeyer, one of the co-creators of Phineas and Ferb, uh followed me on TikTok out of the blue. And he apparently he liked the Pasadena song and I was like, "Oh my god, big Phineas and Ferb fan." And I and like I said, I'm crazy. Like I had a crush on Dr. Doofenshmirtz when I was 12 and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Dr. Doofenshmirtz." And then um and so I decided I'm going to make a piano medley of of like Phineas and Ferb songs and Milo Milo Murphy's Law songs and he's coming out with a new show called Hamster and Gretel and I was like, "Well, I'm going to put that in there too." So I just made a big piano medley of all my favorite like Dan Poffenmeyer related stuff and it's coming out today at 3 p.m. So yeah. And uh the the other big announcement that's gonna be on my on my YouTube channel, just Summer Woods on YouTube. And then the other big announcement is I'm releasing my latest single since Pasadena um this Wednesday. So this upcoming Wednesday, August 24th, I'm doing a show in West Hollywood at Hotel Ziggy. That's the release party. Uh from 9 to 10 p.m. So if you're in the area, West Hollywood, come on down to Hotel Ziggy. Tickets are only five bucks. And uh, that's my new release party for my big single. It's called When I Fall. Fuck yeah. Congratulations, Summer, for all Thank of you. that. Thank you so much Thanks for so being much. here. Of course. Thank you so much. Holy shit. That's rad. All right. <laughs> Thank you, We're Steve. Gonna... Oh, yeah. No problem. Here, I'm going to stop. Hi, everybody. What's up? Steve Brown Cortez. I'm here again. You made it to the outro. Swear, every time you make it to the outro, every time you impress me, I'm like, wow, you're here listening to the outro. Appreciate it. Well, you're here because you want to get the good stuff. You want to find out. You want to find out what Summer is working on. And if you want to, this is what you find out. You find out because it's on the link below in the description. There's links for all of Summerwood's songs, uh, uh, the information on her premiere party for her for her latest single. Uh, check out all the information down in the description below. You can check out as well. You know, my links are down there. Go check it out. Uh, subscribe to the show. Have you subscribed yet? Have fun. Subscribe. Just press the button. It's free. Do it. Just do it. Dude. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I love it. I'm in your ear now. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, and don't forget, you're enough. You're more than enough. It's crazy how enough you are. Okay, bye!